All right, we're on. Hey, friends. Hope you are all very well. Just got a short little uh, word of encouragement for you. I mean, I know a lot of us are struggling right now with the uh, cognitive dissonance of, of America. I mean, knowing what we wish it was and what people tell us it is. It's the greatest country in the world and the reality that it is uh, far from it. And that also, coincidentally, has to do with a time of reckoning. We're kind of reckoning right now uh, with our history in a way that perhaps we haven't in, in, a, in a long, long time. And I think it's good and I think it's healthy and I think it's going to be also painful. Um, and we're going through those growing pains right now. Uh, but I believe we're actually moving forward. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, but overall, quantum leap, despite the horror that I feel like I'm going through, I, I believe there's going to be a place in the future that it's going to be better. I think there's been a lot of uh, winning. And I think a lot of that is evidenced in, in what you see taking, taking place across America. Whoever would have thought that NASCAR would ban confederate flags and now the military has banned confederate flags and the state of mississippi removed the confederate flag from its state flag uh these are pretty radical things statues of uh traitorous uh, rebels that sought to uh overthrow the nation and uh you know the, the confederacy and their generals and their addiction to human slavery uh, and, and the sickness that has seeped into uh, the white ideology of the South that continues on to this day. These things are being challenged now and that's actually really wonderful. American history, I mean, we've been dealing with it some. You know, the history that I grew up with that I found out was just an entire myth uh, we're, we're starting to deal with that, uh, and it's uncomfortable. At the end of the day, we're still dealing with a Native American population that has been relegated to a concentration camps. Still, on this, in, in this country, we have concentration camps of, of Native Americans who, uh, against whom we committed genocide and, and took their land. Okay, so that's the reality. So how do you deal with that? Because that kind of sucks, right? I mean... I didn't take their land. I just, I was born in America. My parents came here as immigrants, like many people. I'm born here, and now I inherit this history. Slavery, uh, genocide, racism, uh, the, the, the Civil War and Confederacy, literal treason and rebellion uh, uh, of enemies within our own state. Uh, this, is, this is really vexing. Uh, so... Things are happening. Monuments are coming down. I think that's awesome. In Ventura, they recently removed a, mod, uh, 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 a monument, a bronze statue of, of uh, uh, Father Sarah. I think that's his name. I don't even know. Uh, a lot of protests about that. Uh, but for the indigenous people who live in Ventura and Southern California, uh, uh, related to the Chumash Indians that are indigenous to the area I live in, in Ojai, California. And that was a real offense. Uh, and uh, Father Sarah uh, did some things that were really atrocious, uh, atrocities. Uh, and yet, 
he also did some really good things. Oh, here's the problem, right? Now we have that in our own, you know, I hear it all the time now, like, oh, you want to erase all of history? Like, so-and-so owned slaves, and this founding father owned slaves. And I'm like, yeah, he did. So how, how do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile our past with our present? And how do we, how do we move forward? And that's the key. It's moving forward. Uh, it's very interesting. The, the Bible, for example. Many people use the Bible and they just take it as a literal document, a super magic book uh, written by God. And I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form. Because there's some good things in the Bible, like wonderful things, and there's some really awful things. There's some things that are incredibly progressive, that literally was moving the cheese, was ratcheting a humanity up, you know, the ending of human sacrifice. We can thank the Jews there. Uh, that that's part of their story, right? Uh, except if you're a Christian, because then God sacrifices His own Son. But I don't believe that either. That's all made up bullcrap. But anyways, uh, the end of human sacrifice, uh, the, the the moral codes: don't steal, don't cheat, don't covet, don't murder. These these things were revolutionary in its day. I mean, you got to understand that. Uh, you know, when, the, when the Ten Commandments came up and somebody said, don't commit murder, there was a lot of civilizations that would go, what are you talking about? Our neighbor has stuff. Good stuff. We need that stuff. We're going to go over and we're going to kill them all and we're just going to take it. We can do that. We can actually win that. And they would be completely shocked to say, like, no, that's, that's just murder. That's just theft. Um, kind of like what we did to build this nation. We murdered, we stole, we enslaved, and we built this powerful country. Uh, when I say we, I have to include myself in that because I live here and I'm, I'm a participant in in the uh, in the leftovers or, or, or what what the benefits. I, I benefit greatly from all that theft and that murder and everything else. So uh, I have to reconcile with that, and that's really weird. It's hard for people. Uh, but that is where I, I look at the Bible and I say, like, the Bible is not perfect. It's not like any, like any of us are. And its history is complicated. And I actually can learn from that history. And what you see, what I learn, is the Bible is mixed with good and bad. But there was always these people that were progressing. These people that were, like, raising the bar. Ratcheting up to a new level of consciousness and humanity. Uh, and these movers and shakers were in the midst of people who wanted to enslave and murder and rape and commit genocide. And then you get these really weird progressive people that somewhere wrote in the Bible, take care of the poor. Be kind to the foreigner. Treat them like your own because you were foreigners once. Uh, take care of the widow. A lot of people have been like, why? It's not my wife. It doesn't matter. Take care of the orphan. Not my kid. Why do I have to worry about feeding some kid or educating some kid that's not mine? Community. You're all in this together. Wow. These are like radical concepts. So in the midst of the bad is good. And I think that's the way American history is. And what, what you do to move forward is you just acknowledge that. You own that shit. You say that like, that was fucked up. 
And now we've progressed to a place where we realize that we can own that, we can say that, we can reject that, and we can try to make it right. And that's why we got to knock these goddamn statues down. We don't want to erase history. Everybody's like, well, you're erasing history. No, I want to put it in the museum and look at it. What I don't want to do is applaud and, and, and lift up and idolize people who were awful, though complex. We can remember that. Here's a name for you. Bartolome de las Casas. It's about as good as I can get. Bartolome de las Casas. We're just going to call him Bart. Bart's a complicated individual. Lived in the 16th century. Um, born in the 15th century. He was a Spaniard. Spanish citizen. Grew up under the crown there. King of Spain. Uh, he was also a man that felt a calling. He was a Catholic. Uh, his belief system was rooted in the Catholic Church. And he chose to become a friar, and he chose to become a priest. And he did that because his calling was to help humanity. So, he also was a missionary, like Sarah. And he felt he needed to share the gospel all around the world to save people, make them Christians. So when the colonizers hit the New World, he joined them to try to spread the gospel to the New World and the indigenous people there. And when he got to the Americas, uh, excited, a visionary, wanting to share the gospel with the Native Americans, uh, what he saw take place appalled him because the Native Americans were treated inhumanely, they were treated worse than animals by the Spanish colonizers. They were slaughtered, they were raped, they were brutalized, they were tortured. He witnessed it. He writes about it in his, in his journals. He writes about the fact that they literally took Native Americans and fed them to the hunting dogs. These people were dog food. And he was convicted in his mind by God that it was wrong. And he went on a campaign, a human rights campaign for the indigenous people of the Americas. And he went to Spain and he went all the way up to and sat with the king of Spain and got through to him that this was an absolute genocide of human beings, not animals, not savages. And it needed to be stopped in the name of God. And guess what? It happened. He reformed Spain in its treatment of the indigenous people of the Americas. But while his theology did not allow for Native Americans to be treated the way they were because he felt they were human, created in the image of God, he did not feel that way about Africans. So he suggested substituting the slave labor of indigenous people with Africans, and that's how the blacks got to the Americas. His theology allowed 
for black people to be enslaved because they were less human. Well, how do you deal with that? What's interesting is, is that Bart, staying in the Americas, caring for the Native Americans, saw what was happening to the Africans that were brought to the Americas. They too were beaten, tortured, raped, slaughtered, treated like worse than animals by these people. And then suddenly he got convicted again and said like, this is wrong. They too are human beings. So he went back to Spain and did the same thing again. He began to advocate for the African-Americans, for the Africans in America, the African-Americans who were being used as slaves. Um, he didn't get anywhere this time um, with the Africans in the slave trade. But he dedicated the rest of his life to advocating for them, against the abuses, for the humanity. He became a radical human rights activist. And many actually attribute the concept of human rights to him, Bartolome de las Casas. So now you have this guy that you could say he's a hero. He's like the cutting edge social activist, human rights activist, advocating for these people that are marginalized and treated worse than animals and saying, no, they're made in God's image. And he, and he, he saved a lot of people. He rescued a lot of slaves. So he had that to his life too. At the same time, what? He was also the guy that not only endorsed slavery, went to save the indigenous people from hell, even though he wasn't against their slavery necessarily. So he started on the wrong end. And then he got the Africans over there. A little guilty? You couldn't stop that. So he's a complex individual. On one hand, he's a hero. On the other hand, he had a part of his life he was a monster. Well, I don't know what you're going to do with that. But when I look at that and I look at that complexity, I go, oh, yeah, people grow. If you're lucky, they progress. They mature. They get wiser. They get more humane. Their consciousness is kicking in. And they become better human beings along the way. Now that's how I can look at biblical history. I can look for like what made people better human beings. I can look in the history of the United States of America with all its atrocities and say, yeah, but who were and what did America do that made people better human beings? And there's evidence for that. And sometimes it's complicated. Sometimes you find the horror and the beauty in the same person. That's complex. And we have to sift through that. We have to take that good and understand the evil. Still call it out and own it. But we also have to allow people to grow. 
We don't have to hold a senator accountable for what he did 50 years ago because what he did 50 years ago he believed in and today he renounces it thoroughly. We, we, don't, we don't have to believe that uh, a founding father that owned slaves owned slaves because he thought of them less human. In fact, there were slave owners who thought of them not just as humans, but equals. And it was their way of bringing and elevating these people up. Kind of like Schindler's List. Where, yeah, Schindler recruited and brought in Jews to work in his Nazi bomb factory. But what he was actually doing was inviting them onto an ark. To save them from annihilation. Schindler's List is actually a really good study. Anyways, I hope I helped you a little bit. Maybe I made it worse. I don't know. All I'm saying is, yeah, there, there's complications. And we can look at them and we can be honest about them. And we can say this was wrong. We can ask for forgiveness. We can, we can seek to make things right, restitution. We can take, as the AA group says, a fearless moral inventory. And then we can make reparations. We can begin to make actions. We can tell people, like you do in AA, I messed up. I treated you wrong. I was under under the influence, and I was an alcoholic, and I'm still an alcoholic, but I'm not drinking anymore because I'm a different human being. My God, one of my best friends, I've never known him as a drunk. I've only known him as a sober, brilliant, and I mean brilliant, mind and musician. And then one day, I, you know, he was playing music, my boys, and, and one of his, our mutual friends, I'm like, I can't believe it, man, he was an AA. I mean, that he was an alcoholic, and my buddy goes, because he's like the nicest guy in the world. Amazing. I mean, that's all I've ever known is the amazing guy. And, and, and my buddy says, you should have seen him when he was an alcoholic, though. Biggest asshole you could ever meet. And I'm like, what? I don't know that guy. And he's right. He's like, yep, you don't know him. Because he's not that guy anymore. He's sober. And sober, he's an amazing human being. Let's get sober about American history. Let's get sober about our own histories. Let's get sober about world history. And let's move forward. Let's be better human beings. Peace and grace be with you.